Welcome, people, and welcome to another door of this advanced calendar. I do not know if you see Andrew there waving. Um, yes, as I told you, we're going to have a new guest every day, and today it's Drew Tarvin, mm -hmm. and he's a humor specialist. <laughs> and we had him early this year uh, for another episode. So, welcome back to the show from New York. Ah, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And what a, a fantastic idea. I'm a huge fan of advent calendars with the chocolate that you get to eat each day. <laughs> uh, eat each day. So this uh, we can kind of think of as like chocolate for your brain, maybe. Yes. It, uh, the in intention is inspiration, right? It's to mm -hmm. get you guys, don't overthink it, but hopefully get a book which you're interested in and you're going to pick it up for yourself or you remember that you have it and you'll yeah. take it out again. So what book have you chosen and why did you choose that book? Sure. So I chose the book uh, Watchmen, uh, which is a graphic novel that was originally published uh, as a series in the, uh, the mid 80s. It was later made into a movie and then more recently made into an HBO series, uh, at least following kind of that same world, not the actual specific graphic novel. But um, the graphic novel itself I chose because one, it was the first kind of graphic novel I ever read. Uh, if you're not familiar with the idea of a graphic novel, it's basically kind of like a comic strip series where if you think of like Superman or Spider-Man or that kind of thing, but much longer and told, telling a complete story and, and kind of self-contained in that way. And so it was the first one that I read and it was one of those things that I read for pleasure, but because of the insights in it, I took a lot away from it personally. And it was where I kind of had this realization that, uh, yes, yeah, something that can be quote unquote for entertainment can also be very valuable in terms of things like perspective and motivation and excitement. Okay. So what are, do you remember what you took out of it? Like a few points or two or three points you can remember if you. Remember. Yeah, certainly. I mean, part of it was just, you know, storytelling and how the visual component can add so much to a story, but the, the lessons themselves um, I think are a few. And, and so one of them, you know, towards the uh, very beginning of the novel, um, it's following this character Rorschach. And, and he's talking about both the good and the bad things that people have done. And he's just saying, you know, to himself, don't tell me they didn't have a choice. And it's kind of this idea that, yes, there are certain life circumstances that you don't control, but you still control how you react to those situations. And so it was just this lesson of like, even in times of hardship, what choices are you making? And are they, you know, quote unquote, positive for humanity or, you know, potentially negative uh, or not just for humanity, but for your loved ones or for yourself as well. And so that's something that still resonates with me. And I think is, is resonating with people a lot, given everything going on right now, like what choices are people making in uh, the difficulty of a pandemic? Okay. So that's a deep one actually just in the yeah. start i i remember watching the movie and and seeing this scene it's it's quite brutal uh at mm -hmm. least in in the hollywood movie so if if you would have to summarize like the first book or something like that or or, or the whole story what is it exactly about this watchman uh, well, so the, the whole idea is who watches the Watchmen. So the idea is you have these people with, with superpowers and who are capable of doing 
these you know fantastical things and and are they using those powers for good or for evil and if there are these kind of superheroes or these super villains in this sense with this great power who watches those people is it just because you are in a position of power you kind of have to police yourself or are there other people at play who can have you know who who should regulate those people with the more power so that's kind of the high level perspective there's a lot of you know subplots and sub stories that go through it but that's kind of the overarching theme and kind of even what they say about the book is yeah who watches the watchman is one of the taglines uh, for the the series okay so it's like basically different adventures where you basically see like the different activities a, a superhero could do in the positive or the negative and then how are they basically controlled that yeah, and there's yeah. I mean, certainly there's there's good good guys and bad guys, or you know, good girls, bad girls um, throughout. And there's that kind of fight for for good and evil. But what's interesting, and this has happened now. Keep in mind, this was written in the '80s and was my one of my first exposures. You see it now in some of the you know content around superheroes, around the boys, etc. Um, of flawed superheroes. It used to be very pristine, where it's like you have Superman who is like an idyllic person not just because he has superpowers but because he's nice in every regard you can see he is the good guy and then this person is just evil for the sake of being evil the watchman showed more of that three-dimensional character of even the good guys have elements that are bad or even the bad guys have elements that are good and so it's a more honest depiction of what life is i think uh, okay i can see where you come like especially in the batman series we see the dark side right of, of the superhero mm -hmm. which yeah. we didn't really see in the beginning that much exactly right it used to be like here's just a, a triumph of good versus evil versus <laughs> now here is what is the actual humanity of people who have these skill sets or capabilities and and if you've seen the movie you know some of the plot points but i think you know just like everyone just about everything they're like oh the book is way better than the movie so i enjoy the graphic novel more than the movie i have not actually seen the hbo series yet it just takes place in that universe it's not actually that same story it doesn't have exactly the same characters um but it is a, a book that i think is worth picking up and reading it's a relatively quick read but like i said there are some moments in it that just kind of really stick with you either because of the visuals or because of the text or a lot of times because of the combination of the two for example one of the other things that stood out to me was a quote uh from dr manhattan is you know when he's talking about this idea of life on earth he's talking about kind of the the miracle that is life and he's like you could really say that about anybody which seems a little bit weird that you know hey, if, if there's 7 billion people on the planet, how much of a miracle is it really to have a child? Well, even if there are 7 billion of them, there still is something really special about two people actually coming together and creating life. And the visuals that go along with that, of it, it zooming out from just kind of the planet to, uh, or a, an individual location on a planet to something bigger to the solar system, just helps to give you a little bit of sense of this cosmic perspective of that, at the same time, you know, life on Earth, us being such a, the, you know, Carl Sagan, pale blue dot, but at the same time, it means something to those individual people. So the visuals for me is what also really makes this compelling because it's not just the ideas, but then you get almost more of an emotional stir to it because of what you're seeing. Wow. So, so we really like the drawings uh, from, mm -hmm. from the series. How, how long is this? Are they like 10 books, 20 books or... 
Uh, well, it's put it's packaged together in one um, book itself. Um, together, oh, so it's only one book. So it's only one. It's one book. Yeah, it's one book. It's a series of things. It's it's like anything. It's a series of chapters um, that it goes through, and each chapter, like I said, has a little bit of that you know subplot and everything. But everything is working towards a bigger perspective. And um, as far as pages, I'm not exactly sure. It is a, it's you know kind of quote unquote this thick, but it's quick to go through because a lot of it is. Uh, visual. And one of the reasons why I ended up reading it was that it was on, it was the only graphic novel on the New York Times' uh, top 100 uh, novels uh, list to read that they did, I think, towards the end of uh, the 90s into the 2000s was like, no, this is, this is a good novel, graphic or otherwise. This is a really compelling story written in a very compelling way. Okay, now, now you just gave me another question for my future uh, guests because I have not really understood that there are actual novels which are drawn even though uh just a few weeks ago tim ferris was interviewing uh israelian um which wrote Sa sapiens uh, if you mm -hmm. know that book it was apparently in in the u.s everyone was reading it it, yep. it took some time and then suddenly when it hit the market and he just came out in october with um a drawing yeah a graphic novel as you call it mm. apparently yeah so and i remember the question there so how do you see watchman being a graphic novel what is the advantage of 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 having that story that novel in a graphical way compared to if it would have been written in a classical you know text only version yeah uh, it's a great question i think part of it is one you're appealing to a little bit of a different audience Right. This is, I'm a big fan. This is what we do at humor, humor that works all the time is right. We want to bring entertainment into content, right? Because if I'm just going to sit here and preach to you about the values of humor in the workplace and it be boring and all that kind of stuff, you're going to like tune out or click away or not be involved. But I think the reason why, you know, my TEDx talk has done well or why people hire us is because it's entertaining. People are going to laugh. They're going to smile. They're going to be engaged the whole time. And then as part of it, they're going to pick up on messages as we go through. And I think that's one advantage to a graphic novel is there are going to be some people who see a, you know, a big, big book like Sapiens and be like, it might be interesting content, but there's no way I'm going to sit down and like read through paragraph after paragraph, page after page. I'm just too busy or too stressed or I read a lot for work or I'm in school or whatever. And you're like, I just don't want that. I want something more compelling. So I think it changes who is going to, to read it and you make it more accessible to people who aren't going to necessarily pick up a personal development book. And then I think the other thing is kind of like I mentioned before, some of the messages really resonate well because of the graphics that they share, that it is, you know, you could paint the picture in someone's mind by describing it, but the colors, the, you know, it's, it's a, the work itself is a combination of uh, Alan Moore and Dave, Dave Gibbons together, right? So that one person is the author, one person is the, the, the graphic artist. And the two of them together, that interplay creates a really compelling picture that you wouldn't necessarily think of in your head. And so for me, I think it helps certain messages resonate because it's like, oh, this is an epic picture. This makes me pay attention. I'm going to look at all the individual details of it. And then while I'm paying attention to the details, it's like, oh, okay, that message is, is landing even more. So I think that's an advantage to it. Yeah, I, I, I just can see this when you talk about the universe and 
zooming out from the very little to the very big that you probably has, have very little text there but mm -hmm. a lot of information in the drawing exactly okay yeah but that that, that makes sense so um you already answered the question about watching the movie and the series yeah. so how are you normally consuming books written text or no novels Let, let's say stories and novels and personal improvement i mean just to expand it now that you expanded my horizon with <laughs> a graphic novel yeah, I take it. I take it all in in multiple different ways. I certainly watch videos of speakers, you know, TED talks and things like that periodically of like what's good and engaging. Um, I listen to podcasts is probably the most common form right now. Right, you hear someone speaking on a podcast, whether it's you know Tim Ferriss's. Or I listen to a lot of comedy based podcasts. So, for example, uh, Good One uh, is a great podcast where they interview comedians about. A specific bit that they've written so for me it's them unpacking how they wrote about it and their writing exercise and their storytelling etc so that's a popular form and then as far as reading so watchmen was one of the few books that i actually like read physical as a book because i'm mostly on kindle okay. um right i i love highlighting things i love being able to take a quick note and i i do i don't read a ton of non or uh, i don't read a ton of fiction so mostly if I'm reading something, I'm taking notes as I go through If like, you know, right now I'm reading a book on the director's guide to stand up. And so when he mentions a writing exercise in it, I'll like write the exercise out. If he's like, okay, think of, you know, 10 things that, um, you know, you enjoy that most people don't. I'll actually write it in the notes app of Kindle because then I can go back to it and, and access it. So um, for me, it's a, it's a much more intentional kind of approach for the highlighting and the, the writing uh, that happens in the Kindle app itself. Okay, so Kindle app, so it's on the on the smartphone or on the... Yep, yeah, so it's on iOS and Android. Same thing happens if you have an actual physical Kindle, you can do the same thing, but I just read it on my phone or there's even a desktop app that you can read through. So a lot of times I'll read on my phone, take notes, and then after I've read a book, I'll go back and look at it on my desktop app and copy and paste the real big messages that I want to either share or if I'm going to write a blog post about the book or whatever. It just it streamlines things for me. Wow. It, it, because I just had an interview with someone which also told me he, he highlights everything in the Kindle and then you mm -hmm. get it automatically in, um, on a sideline somewhere. You have like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's storing everything there. And I was like, okay, I'm not... Yeah, when when I'm on the phone, I realize on WhatsApp, for example, or Telegram or whatever I'm using, I rather send a voice message if it's a bit longer because I'm getting annoyed with yeah. <laughs> typing. So I was surprised that you take the notes like that on, on the app. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, on the Kindle, I didn't realize I can write notes. I know I can highlight and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and the nice thing about notes is that you can, like, so you can highlight a certain word or a certain passage and then take a note to that. And so in your app, in your notes later, in your highlights, when you go and you look at it, it will show you the location where you wrote that note down. And so, like, if for, for a lot of self-improvement or personal development books, they'll have questions, say, at the end, you know, or actions to take place, you can then do that action there and it's connected. So if you need to go back, like, wait, why did I write that thing? What was the prompt? You can go back into it and see, oh, it was in this context of what this person said. No, that makes sense. Um, I just informed others uh, in, in the previous interviews I did here that I consume mostly fiction or, or novels mm -hmm. or or whatever stories <laughs> on the Kindle, yeah. because when I take the self-improvement or whatever spiritual books or whatever it is, 
uh, and I want to go back and forth. It's kind of hard for me on the Kindle, mm -hmm. but I can definitely see the advantage of being able to put your notes because then you have it exactly where it is in the book. Of course, mm -hmm. in a book, I could write my notes next to the to the book itself. I have actually a notebook next to me. <laughs> where yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Where you but yeah. it's difficult to search, right? You cannot do Google search or word page search. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so use Kindle. And the advantage is also it's smaller. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can take, you know, a thousand, especially, uh, uh, yeah, when when travel is a much bigger thing, it's like, oh, I can have a thousand books here in this device, as opposed to here, that's already bigger than three books sitting on the shelf, right? Like, it's it's much smaller, easy access, it's across different devices. And then, like you said, you can do the search, right, where it's like, oh, I was, you know, I, I read this great book. So for example, one of the other great books, that I think is fantastic is exactly what to say, which is kind of a a sales book, which reshamed kind of how I think about sales, but it's like, oh, if I'm thinking about that book, oh, there's a section on uh, negotiation. Oh, I can now type in negotiation and immediately find it as opposed to, you know, flipping through a page or looking at an index. So uh, it's not, you don't get the same book smell. You don't get the, you know, the advantage of turning the page. You can't put it on the shelf. So people are impressed by your, you know, credibility bookshelf that they talked about during COVID. Um, but <laughs> Uh, it is more efficient, at least for me as an engineer. Yeah, show me your uh, um, Kindle um, overview. <laughs> yeah, your Kindle library. There you go. Yeah, the Kindle library overview. Okay, so one thing I, I, I forgot before we just closed down is uh, Watchman. For whom is the book according to after you read it? I mean, you said like who you think they address, but if you listen to the, this episode, who do you think should? go to the library or, or find it somewhere? Uh, I think if you, I mean, if you enjoy, if maybe if you're not someone who reads a ton uh, on your own, ton of uh, fiction on your own, but you do like, you know, content kind of like um, stuff from the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Star Wars or that kind of thing. If you're, if you're entertained by those things, but don't necessarily read a lot, it's a great kind of foray back into reading and how much fun that can be. Sometimes I think we forget about that. We think of the reading as like, no, this is what I was assigned in and going through school and I hated it and it was dry and boring. So if you haven't really picked up a book in a little while, I think it's, it's good for that. And I think people who are interested in seeing a, a different form of storytelling, if you are into graphic novels, chances are you've already heard of it, probably already read it. It's a pretty popular book in that space. But if you've never experienced a graphic novel, um, it can be a good starting one to show kind of what level of storytelling is possible and can give you a different style of book to read just to, to mix things up a little bit. Okay, so thank you so much for this nice wrapping. It's again a bit a longer episode, but when I'm asking questions, it's, there's always a lot of content. Drew, where do you want to have the people to connect with you or find out more about you? Sure. Well, they can uh, certainly uh, find out more about kind of what we do at humanworks.com. In fact, there is a, I was so moved by the, the book Watchmen. There's a blog article on our post called Life Lessons Learned from Watchmen, um, which I wrote a little while ago. So if people are like, let me learn a little bit more about what he was talking about. You can certainly read that. If you want to connect with me personally, have uh, your own questions or have your own recommendations for graphic novels I should read, uh, you can reach out to me at Drew Tarvin uh, on all social media. Awesome. And with that, 
thank you so much and have a great um, Christmas time, Advent time with a lot of chocolate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, I'm looking for the chocolate nuggets of wisdom that other people share throughout the Advent calendar. <laughs>